Good evening. Oh. Good. I look uh, kind of weird. I look kind of weird. Oh. What if I turn the other light on? One second. You are blue. Blue is good. Blue is the color of blue. Because <laughs> it just goes blue. Alrighty. Well, that looks much better. Okay. So. <laughs> Returning back from the blood. <laughs> yes. Blood. No vampire sucking tonight. No, 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 no. Gotta keep the light. Gotta keep the lights on. And the garlic free. <laughs> nice, nice. How you doing tonight, Ry? I am good and gravy. It tired some. It's only Tuesday, but you know, working from home can be tiring. But I get through it. It can be, but you know, there are worse things. But got in my usual run before before jumping on here, so that's always a good thing. Running is my zen. So awesome. Alrighty, well, uh, good evening, uh, out there in the internets or uh, whoever's deciding to check us out while we're uh, doing our live recording. So let's gotta get a quick chat up here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, Scuba and Arai for our Tuesday night podcast recording. A um, couple of quick things is a shout out to Sirenscape for the background music and soundboards that we're using. Uh, we're just going to... Shout out to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, there's a uh, affiliate link on uh, that you can click on on the, uh, on the Twitch panels. Um, we're only gonna we're only streaming to Twitch tonight for our live one for our live stream. Um, some having some, had some technical issues with game stream last night, so there's no no twit no mixer stream this week. Um, also redid redid the whole layout for how the video version of the podcast looks. Uh, shout out to owned uh, TV for uh, they had a sale over the weekend on their packages, and I picked one up. Uh, the sale code was like 50% off. So got a pretty decent, I got a simple one, a decent one to kind of take the stream, take my recording, my, my content to a new level. Um, we're seeing some of that here now with the little picture frames and stuff. And, uh, also, uh, got a little ticker down there with the tracking of the latest follower to the, uh, to the channel. So shout out to, uh, Danfo for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try and uh, keep uh, moving things forward with that. I uh, got a lot of stuff to go over tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Graza and Saladin are not joining us this week. You know that's how things roll. So it's just a yeah, uh, it's just the two of us. So we're just gonna roll with it and see how it goes. So with that, um, kicking it up for our what's up, what we've been up to, those kinds of things. Rye, as usual, I'll give the stage to you first. What what you been up to other than work and running? Work and running. Well, you know, quarantine day infinite. Um, not much places to go. Um, it, we should be on the better side of this thing soon. But, you know, uh, as, as each state hits those guidelines that the federal government gives, we'll eventually get to some kind of normalcy. But other than that, just typical writing gaming lots of different variety of games that i'll get to later and just reading up on that um reading up through my uh book of uh about screenplays so slowly working through that and contemplating which story i want to convert into a screenplay once i'm done with that okay because right now i'm working through my romance novel about a third way through that so once i'm done with that i'll jump on writing a screenplay it's either going to be a military-centric one or a coming-of-age-centric one. I see. Haven't decided, but I have outlines for either or, so it's just a matter of which one will work. But this time around, I might do something different than I usually do with my stories where I just let them go. They're usually based on my own experiences, so these next stories, if I write, might want to interview some people to get perspectives of either on uh, a musician or beach life and or military. So, how would you comment on military life? Are you talking about military life from being independent? 
Um, just, uh, just, uh, living through a tour, you know, going through a tour of duty. So, just taking that, combining it with the outline I have, and just kind of, you know, fictionalize it a little bit. <laughs> yes, because we could always use more fiction to talk about deployments. Oh, yes, because I, I that's what I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at, like, taking a story and just kind of weaving in the main traits and building everything around it. Because, you know, sometimes, um... The tr uh, sometimes you don't people don't want all their story told, so you just gotta kind of just uh, flavor it around with color, but not to the point to where it's unbelievable, just enough to make it endearing. So. Gotcha. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Nothing else going on. <laughs> venture out. Um, might venture out to one of the local state parks at some point because they're still open. I saw that Botanical Guards, the gardens in Norfolk is still open, so I might start venturing out to those places. Well, I imagine most parks are not going to be too terrible when it comes to doing some kind of activity, just yeah. because, you know, just because is there's still, there's a, there's plenty of option opportunity for social distancing, though, at most parks, so... Yeah, especially the parks in our area. There's there's enough space to where you can keep your keep your good good deeds. Yeah. Away from other people. But that's it. Nothing else. Just um. Not much writing, going on there. Writing, reading, gaming, and ah. venturing out. Well, not going out too much, but finding other little like restaurants and things that I might try out once it opens back up again. Okay. So. It's always a it's always a good thing. Alrighty, um, for me, oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Went um, mo uh, Monday was or sun Saturday and Sunday. I spent most of the day binge watching uh, YouTube videos on how to be a better streamer and content creator. Um, yeah. specifically start, uh, Saturday, uh, f Friday, I guess, uh, part of the day Saturday was spent, um, watching, um, some stuff from, uh, gaming careers, uh, YouTube channel, uh, really informative stuff. A lot of tech tech spec type things for messing around with how we do, uh, how I do this, how we do this, how I do the stream and how I do recording in general. Um, went and helped uh, Shadow Mains and his wife uh, move into their new place Saturday afternoon. And then Saladin and Graza stopped by, hung out, had some pizza Saturday evening. So Saturday was pretty pretty busy. Um, uh, latter part of last week, I got all of the all the all the podcast episodes from 38 to 42 edited for audio staged and released on youtube it was a big bombarding of uh content going out both audio and video and the audio downloads definitely jumped up quite a bit so i'm still I'm, seems that's where we're definitely doing good audio wise so if you're uh what checking out the stream and then wanting to watch listen to the podcast and audio you go to you can find it at all the usual places Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Store to find the podcast Scuba and the Rye. Um, also sitting there going through and uh, had to change out the brakes on my Jeep because <laughs> I waited a little yeah. too long. I uh, tweeted, yeah, I tweeted a photo of it. My neighbor helped me out. It's like I had pretty much run the rotor down to where it was just like. A sheet of paper thin on one side so it was like i about blew the caliper so i'm glad i kind of saved from doing that yeah um, that's, that's a good save yeah <laughs> so and then more setting this stuff working on the new setup monday of course did game stream and you know that could have been better but you know i think toward the latter part of it it went pretty well yeah. um and then getting this new setup for today straight uh Graza was nice enough to provide a a new background image for the show so definitely liking that yes much appreciated on that so and i think this week just some i think i got a DD game friday night and then maybe some hanging out with some friends on sunday because this isolation thing is getting to a few peeps and so you know gotta gotta do our best to kind of connect these even in small groups 
Yeah, so. keep it keep it small, but you know you can you can definitely uh, you know see people. It's just a matter of following guidelines. Oh yeah, totally, totally worth following some guidelines. Um, but we'll see how that kind of rolls out. Um, I think that's about it for me. So I guess we'll uh, kind of roll into our movies. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. So review intro now. Oh. Alrighty, and today we're going to be re- going over your latest review at ryereviews.com for The Last Flag Filing. Flying. I don't know why I said filing. Flying! Tweet, 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 oh, tweet, yeah. tweet, 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 <laughs> tweet. Yeah, so, wow, this is a, an interesting cast. So, uh, Rye, take it away. Tell us about this. Alright, so... With this isolation, I have been digging deep back in the catalog, finding films that fell through the cracks, and catching up. And this is a movie that came out in 2017. It was a small indie film from a famed director, uh, Richard Linklater, which uh, he's known for movies like Dazed and Confused and uh, the Oscar-nominated Boyhood. Um, This film focuses on, goes down a different route than you usually expect from Richard Linklater, because most of his films center around, you know, some kind of, high school or uh, slice of life drama but this one is very military centric so you have three characters uh larry doc shepherd played by steve carell and his two war buddies sal played by brian cranston and richard played by lawrence fishburne and he recruits them too because he is um going to bury his son who tragically died in the line of duty in in iraq um interesting so, you know, when they fly in the, the bodies, he has to get the body from Dover Air Force Base, and he decides to take it home to take the body home to New Hampshire to bury him at home. So the film focuses on the rekindling of their friendship because they hadn't seen each other in like 30, 30 years. So the whole, the whole movie is centered around their relationship, their friendship, and just kind of rediscovering life's purpose, even after all the stuff that happened during their tour in uh, their time in the military, which was during the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. So this movie, as I mentioned before, the director, Richard Linklater, he's known for making films that center around either coming of age or some kind of slice of life format. So you're just watching characters live as is. So he takes that idea format and combines it with this military setting, focusing on veterans and a post-career, but it's kind of melding between their idea of the military while living through the, the, the second Persian Gulf War, you know, Iraq War in the early 2000s. So watching this film, you're, you're watching them interact and their friendship come back to blossom but the focal point is how these three have very distinct perspectives on war and duty. And that comes to light in their conversations. So this film is more of a dialogue-driven film than most military films I've seen. So you just watch their characterization through dialogue, through interaction. It goes everything from, you know, the most dramatic to sincere to some of the most laugh out loud funny moments but what makes it so unique is that there's a genuine um genuine bond that you feel between these characters and that's a testament to the three actors who showcase true individuality but also gives that individual perspective on how that uh idea of war and duty has affected them for 30 years to this point okay so that's what I would say about the film. Like the strong point of it is the fact that it focuses on character and it's dialogue driven and it doesn't stay true to the three act format. It's very, it's, it's linear to a sense because you're taking the body from point A to point B to Mary and stuff, but it's all focused on just watching them just rekindle their friendship and just finding life's purpose again through uh, the irony of, you know, the passing of Doc's son. The... Okay, you missed through Doc. Say that again. Through Doxon. Yeah, Doc uh, is the name of Steve Carell's character, and his son is the one that tragically died. 
but it ironic it ironically it's it's a it's a testament to seeing life's purpose and it brings their perspectives together in in conversation format ah okay so there's that irony of seeing uh war and duty having two different outcomes with the son and these three that have lived through some kind of um you know traumatic effect from vietnam gotcha gotcha okay so i know steve carell's got a got has done a few films lately where he he doesn't come across as the uh satire comedian like in evan almighty um there was what a wrestling one he did or something like that a few uh, little while back yeah. it's called fox catcher okay um, that was one of the that was one of the first ones where it was a really serious look at how steve carell or steve carell's acting ability right oh, yeah he, yeah that was one of his first dramatic roles and then after that you've seen him in you know some comedies but a lot of this films after that have been focused on drama like uh the the big short battle of the sexes um last flag flying this one and uh vice and welcome to marwin so a lot of the films he's been venturing out have been dramatic or biopics okay hmm interesting so what would you say so what what are we going to call this one uh this film i call it it's a very um endearing kind of film it is one that it, it will give you a gratifying experience, especially the way that uh, Linklater combines slice of life and the military uh, genre together, because it creates a genuine journey of living through their eyes, but also finding your yourself against life's purpose. So if you're if you're a fan of strong character, strong dialogue films, this is one for you. Okay. So I gave it a four out of five. I think it would be worth the full price of admission at the theaters. But it is available on Amazon Prime, so if you want to check it out, that's where you check it out. Okay, that was going to be my next question: Was where can I, where can, where can we go watch this? Because I knew I was, I was planning to watch it before, but I just got caught up in trying to get do some content I stuff. Recommend that to you because I think you would enjoy that this the conversational thing, and plus being in the military, you would see like my brother said he watched it with me. You would see all the three different types of people in the military in these three characters. Ah, okay. So this is a nice, nice thing to talk about. I guess arguably the tropes of military people. Yeah. Or especially you know veterans who've been removed. Oh yeah, it's 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 um, I think you would enjoy it. The the, the puns and innuendos that they do to each other. Okay, sounds good. Um, what was is there anything that's really really strong or weak about the this particular uh story or? Film? The only weakness I would say is that, as as I mentioned, this is a very dialogue-driven, character-driven style film. So it does take a very slow, methodical approach, and it does take time before the film kicks in. Okay. So there's the inciting incident in the beginning where you know Doc is reaching out to his friends. So it takes its time, and then the key event is when he gets his son's body and goes to New Hampshire. That's when the uh... film kicks in. So like a good twenty minutes in the film, it's very slow, but it's it's that it's it is slow on purpose, and it comes back full circle in the end. Okay. But cool. If you, if you can get through that first twenty minutes, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. So I don't. I any. I guess t anything. Uh, what else you've been watching? Uh, I've been, you know, going through all the the stream stuff. I've been watching uh, season three of, of Westworld. It's been an up and down season. Like it's, um, I think it's very disjointed because they're trying to go in this linear perspective, but still try to play with that mythos and you know delve deep into the ideology of you know man and machine. Okay. It conflicts with what's going on within this season. So there's a lot of like one episode's really great and the other episode is like what. You know, so so far it's been disjointed, but I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I finished a docu series on Netflix called uh, Formula One: Drive to Survive, which focuses on the Formula Run uh, racing circuit. Okay. Uh, which is pretty cool because it goes behind the scenes and deals with the drivers, the owners, the crew, and how they, the ups and downs of the season, and how they struggle to either make it to the top or just try to finish, you know, even 
Okay. And a few other series I'm I'm getting through. Um, I did finish Alter Carbon, like I told you, uh, the first two seasons. Um, very excellent sci-fi series. I would recommend it to anybody who's a big fan of sci-fi. Favorite is season two over season one, but that's because they delve a lot more into character and lore in the second season. Fair, fair. Um, I guess for me, it's the little bit of other, aside from all the YouTube stuff I've been watching, I've been catching. I think I'm working on episode twelve of Into the Mist, which okay. is a Realm Smith's uh, Curse of Strahd campaign. They wrapped up just as all of this uh, COVID nineteen stuff hit. Um. Mm. And then trying to get into Tides of Wildmount. Uh, then I picked up and watched through the uh, SWAT Cats cartoon series. Because okay. I was feeling nostalgic and it's just kind of one of those things. Sometimes you just needs it. It kind of goes in with why you did that 20 for 20 from what whatever what it was. is something that really just kind of inspires your creativity and inspires yeah. you. So I pulled that up, you know, picked that up and kind of worked through that it was it, it it was i really wish they continued it and i really wish i could have jumped in on the kickstarter years ago or the crowdfunding to try and get a third season of it off the ground but uh you know we'll see how that we'll see how it goes hopefully they try to reboot it or come back um yeah, that does definitely it does definitely happen from time to time so yeah up in that old x-men animated series just to feel it again yeah, and of course, you know, I'm keeping up on the late on season seven of Clone Wars. Uh, they just started the Mandalorian uh, Siege of Mandalore arc, and that was really nice because it, it definitely is putting it right at the same time that Revenge of the Sith is kicking off. In fact, there's a great element where it's like the first bit of the show when everybody's coming together: Bo-Katan, uh, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, and Anakin. And Rex, they're all together, and it's like Rex and Ahsoka, Obi Wan, and Anakin are in this in the squad bay talking, and then all of a sudden they get the call that Grievous has launched his assault on uh, Coruscant, which is the opening of Revenge of the Sith. So we actually see that okay, those two go off, and we'll probably never see them again in the series because their story culminates in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Whereas now we can focus on Ahsoka and Rex, which from the book Ahsoka that the, it tells what happened after and when Order sixty six happened, but now we're leading into those elements. So I'm really kind of excited for that. Um, it will definitely fill in the blanks for a lot of things. It sucks that there's only three more episodes and the series is done, but more than you didn't have before. This is true. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, uh, so of animated, I did finish a uh, a new anime or a new old anime on the Crunchyroll called Radiant, the first season, which is pretty pretty good. It deals with uh, magic wielders and stuff. Okay. So if you're into like magic uh, style anime, it is that. I finished season four of My Hero Academia, which is one of the bigger biggest animes in the world right now. But you know, I just love it. So the fourth season just has you yearning for season five which you'll have to wait till forever in a day but we'll be there. <laughs> Alrighty. So a lot more anime coming down the road sweet um so what about so we'll kind of segue into that 20 for 20 you said you just wrapped it up yes so what was the what was the point of doing the 20 for 20? I, we kind of talked on the whole creative influence, but that's something you and I talked about offline. Yeah. So oh, yeah. how about just in general, what is what was what was kind of inspired this whole 20 for 20 and why you did why you did this aside from something to do during this all this time of isolation? Well, like uh, like I mentioned last podcast, I saw my cousin was doing it, so I was I thought it would be a cool idea. So what I did instead of just started posting, I was like, let me think back. And then I realized when I was putting together the list for um, the 20 for 20, which is 20 albums that in 20 days uh, that impacted my, my life as any point in my life. And putting these albums together, I realized that um, creating this list, it showed how much influence I got from all of these different albums and artists. 
when it affected my own writing, my own style, and also my own kind of like emotional development through the years. Because each of these albums, as I posted them online and listening to them again, brought back memories of certain times uh, in my life or certain moments in my life where it impacted me and changed me for the better. Okay. So not only did I, a lot of the albums uh, influence the way I, you know, writes the way i see things in the world or it also helped me open my eyes to certain aspects of life because some of the music on on there you know it's hard and heavy hard rock or you know just general country but it's the idea of what that those albums or music surrounds so um case in point the bookends of this list is um anybody that knows me knows that my favorite band of all time till i die is incubus i love incubus i have loved incubus since day one i've ever heard them and the epitome of that band and those two albums that book in the list is that it showcases two to a twofold approach it showcases the genuine aspect of what an artist does and puts you know blood sweat and tears into their their craft but the two albums showcase the evolution of an artist because what it is is that both albums are two distinctly different sounds, but they're obviously the same band. So that what that shows to me is that an artist can evolve, but have their own unique style, regardless of them going from genre to genre, or going from their teens to their 20s to their 30s. You will always have something distinct to you that will showcase within whatever you get your creative um, um, paintbrush dipped into. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of the albums on the list, um, just to name name a few, like Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, Thursday Full Collapse, Eric Church, Mr. Misunderstood, they all highlight an important moment at that time in my life. It, it pushed me in certain directions. It saved me from certain things. And it's all about just reliving memories. So the, that's what the whole the whole point of doing the list was looking back at how I grew as a person through all those different times of my life up until this point. Okay. Wow. I like it. I'm looking forward to adding the, all the albums to my playlists so that I, I can catch up. Yeah. I think you'll, you'll, it's a very, it's a very eclectic list. So it goes oh. everywhere from alternative to, to hard rock, to country to i like just about everything that sounds good granted most of my tastes probably stopped at the early 2000s yeah. versus some of the newer stuff i spent a lot a lot of my current stuff is a lot of the older uh definitely 90s influence and 2000s so a lot of those albums like i remember when they hearing them when some of them came out and can pick two or three songs based on the album cover or what i remember so that was fun. Oh yeah, but I think I think if you pop in, you know, looking at that list, of popping in those albums, you're gonna have some. Ooh, Ryan likes this crazy stuff, and be like, oh, that's pretty awesome. No, I, it's a good eclectic list. It'll definitely keep you thinking. Alrighty, well, what we got next? We got a couple of movie news. Now the news list we got here, we're probably not gonna go through it all, but you know, we can kind of see how the conversation flows. Um, first one is an update on Venom 2, and it now has an official title. Oh, yeah. So that dropped today. Um, Venom 2 has been renamed to Venom Let There Be Carnage. And looking at the title, you can obviously tell what the the nemesis is going to be in that film. Yeah, it's going to be Carnage. It's going to be Carnage, so... Oh, yes. That'll be very cool. Yeah, but the film has been pushed back, though. Well, I just been everything's been pushed back, so there's some chatter about some of the new updated release schedules and whatnot. So either way, though, I think once once we get into the fall and the holiday time this year, a lot of this stuff will be r rolling right again. So. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely what this fall from all the things being pushed back, it's going to be packed. Because fall season is, which I've mentioned before, is Oscar Oscar season. But now they moved all the summer movies at the same time, so it's going to be loaded. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely worth it. Um, I'm actually look, I'm looking forward to this. I'm curious how this is going to go. I think uh, Woody Harrelson, based on some of his uh, 
previous stuff for a psycho psychologically uh, tormented character is going to be interesting. So yeah. that and Tom Hardy and, uh, you know, he's no slouch when it comes to some of the things he's done because he's got a wide variety of, of different uh, characters that he's done. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm curious if they're going to find some way to bridge over to Tom Holland Spider-Man um, just to see how that uh, starts to work itself out. Granted, it's not the quote-unquote traditional way the two cross paths, but I think given the right writers and the right uh, opportunity, I think they could come up with a new story there that could be just as interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I do I do have hope, like any film, it, that this will be good. At least good, because the first one, it made a lot of money, but I, just to keep it mildly, I did not like it. <laughs> and there's various reasons. You can check my review on rodreviews.com if you want to see. But um, otherwise, I do hope because it's a different director, because Andy Serkis is directing it. Um, you have a very strong villain in Carnage. So there's a lot of things they could definitely play with. And they don't have to play with the origin story anymore. They can just go full-blown into a, a whole different story. They can just go. Everybody knows Venom, Eddie Brock, and just go. Fair, fair. Alrighty. Um, our next one has to do with yet another streaming service. And this is one we, t we talked about previously and that is the hbo max service is finally going to come out in may of this year oh yeah so they're going to definitely be um another streaming service coming out and hbo max is just um a, co a combo of all the hbo um all the hbo catalog with uh time uh, warner you know warner time warner brothers so there's going to be a huge huge catalog of shows including um, back old school sitcoms like Friends, Big Bang Theory, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, and also previously unaired episodes of South Park, Doctor Who, and Rick and Morty. Just to uh, name a couple things that might grab you. But Well, the Rick and Morty, I'm, I'm one of those people who's not up to date with Rick and Morty. So uh, I, I'm not either. I did watch a few episodes, so I'm kind of hooked, but I got to go back and watch it. But the, our article further goes down into their... Uh, expanding that HBO Max is going to have a deep, deep library because they're going to be able to pull from movies and TV shows from New Life Cinema, Warner Brothers, Cartoon Network, TBS, TNT, HBO, and other Warner Brothers own network stuff. I think that'll, I mean, that's going to be a lot of content to oh, yeah. kind of chew through. I'm wondering how it's going to affect the HBO Now or the HBO Go, or is this going to be uh, the new evolution and they're going to go away? Uh, I believe, no, those are staying because those, uh, like HBO Go is tied to if you have, say like I have Bios and have, you know, the movie package, you log into HBO Go to access it. So that's so you can access it outside your TV. Okay. So the other one, it might replace the other one because this basically is that option plus everything that Warner Brothers owns. And there's a you know a couple interesting tidbits, and one of them is in in an article that you have on the list. So I'll skip over that. But yeah, yeah, but we'll see what we can do with that. <laughs> a Green Lantern show is coming out exclusively on HBO Max. So for you Green Lantern fans, there you go. Uh, anything's better than the uh, last time they did a feature film of him. Uh, let's uh, leave that in in a memory forgotten <laughs> oh no it was summed up very well at the end of deadpool 2 we all know it all know it deadpool 2 handled handled that very well <laughs> all right okay so next thing is kind of a brief gloss over of state of game don't really don't really have a lot of games to talk about i don't have any campaign diary type things obviously things are still kind of closed um there was a recent video for swamp sniper uh where he was apparent he did a little cinematic thing where it's like bigfoot was uh invading the field so he had to address it it was a cute little video um so that's probably the only thing there other than that 
not a whole lot game wise. Um, did play some more Division Two last night with you. Yeah. Uh, aside from tech issues on the stream, it did finally go well. We did get a few things knocked out. Um, yeah. We did a lot of more bounties last night, though. It's like every time we ran around, there was a bounty. Actually, I think I think that was the same bounty that reset itself three times. Hey, it still gave us a lot of good gear. Oh yeah, yeah, gear experience. I'm not gonna complain, but I'm wondering if maybe. Because some of the stuff I've been watching with is kind of rethinking. What's the whole point of why I'm on Twitch? Why what wh what am I bringing to the quote unquote table within this particular industry of content creation? Because it's pretty wide. I'm learning more and more how wide and diverse it is, and really kind of trying to find to find what works and works for me as well as fitting into that overall thing what value do i bring to the table so that's influencing a lot of how i'm setting some of the stuff up i may actually start playing more games but i may take more of the route of okay i'll record my gameplay and put it and just may not stream it live may just put it up as a set of videos of me interacting and going through the game so i'm not sure so some stuff to think about but uh, Division 2 is kind of, you know, it's getting to the higher levels, so thing, running out of things to do. So there isn't really anything unique there. Um, I did see a promo for a new survival type game. Um, that's, it's uh, it's go, gone deep or something like that where it's like you crash in the ocean and you have to get to a desert island and you have to survive and craft or, craft an escape. Um, so it's got a lot of the it's got a lot of those different survival elements that we saw in Minecraft and in uh, Subnautica and things like that. So that kind of caught my interest. I'm curious about checking, maybe checking it out because it's coming to Xbox. Um, so we'll see how that kind of plays itself out. I have to look into it too, with the plethora of other games. Yeah, well, I, my lab, I, I do have a lot of stuff to go through, and I'm real. One of the things I was looking at was I, I learned about a couple of new sites to kind of look at. And there's a Twitch, uh, there's a Twitch site. Let's see, I got it in my notes. Um, Twitch, uh, Twitch Strike, which is basically a website you can go to, and you can see what the saturation level is for streamers and what games they're playing and kind of gives you a recommendation if you want to do more of this live streaming a game what games have a better better chance of you getting viewers than those some of the other games it turns out like some of the worst like one of the worst like one of the ones i was thinking about doing was doing witcher 3 and i was thinking about streaming it well Witcher 3 is so overly saturated that there's like a hundred, two, couple hundred different Twitch channels of people playing Witcher 3, but they're only getting like three or four viewers a piece. Yeah. So uh, there, there could be a lot of reasons to play into that. One, the series. Two, it's a very popular game. And three, it's Witcher 3 is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. But that's that and a lot of this other stuff I've been learning. A lot of the stuff I've been learning through watching these vids is like, you know, there's a lot of things in there. It's like, you know what? Mm, maybe I'm going, maybe I need to rethink how I'm going about doing all of this. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's an evolution of sorts. You know, there's a lot of different variety of items to touch on and grab upon. It's yeah. And it's like doing, it's like this. It's like we, I'm, I'm thinking definitely we record this live so we can go through and do our show live. Yeah. We put it up on Twitch in case anyone who has found the podcast likes the podcast and wants to potentially join us and yeah. interacting with the podcast. And that's why we do it live. We don't do it live to quote unquote get viewers via via Twitch streaming. We're trying. It's one of the biggest strategies I'm trying to work out now. Is okay. I do this content and I do this content for other places. Yeah, and hopefully, as that establishes itself, that people will come here as a way of migrating because they enjoy the content we create. So it, it's an evolution, and it shows what I was kind of 
how I was going about it prior versus now how I was going about it prior. It's like it didn't really lend itself very well. So I'm thinking as I get more knowledgeable in this whole content space that I, I work out a better uh, a better plan. But like everything, it's evolution. I'm an amateur. I'm just trying to we're just trying to do this. But a uh, lot of uh, looking through on those things. So yeah, five foot above with three inches on top for me. <laughs> so yeah, I do know people are listening. Um, I don't know if it's always live, but they are at least listening to Google, Apple, or Spotify. Check us out today. But they are listening because I get I get messages and, and tidbits from people saying they enjoy listening and they you know they like what we talk about. Well. I just tell them to keep spreading the word. Keep spreading the word. Uh, if you're checking this out, if you check out our show on YouTube at Scuba Studio YouTube, uh, click the like, click the subscribe, so you let, so you know when uh, more content comes out. Um, if you're listening to us on the pod, on those various podcasts on your podcast channels, go through and give a like, give a give us a rating. Um, more more things like that will help us aggregate better. I'm working on the whole consistency thing, so I do apologize. Sometimes there's we ins and outs where you know we got a couple of weeks where it's a little dry, and then more stuff. So I'm getting better. I'm getting more knowledgeable. I did realize I do realize that the game streams when I post uh, the game stream stuff over to YouTube, I don't do it as the whole stream. I do okay. We did this mission. So I will take a clip that is that mission and push it over so that someone could see, okay, how, doing this mission. I need to go through and one of the things I want to do is definitely get an editor to kind of like put in some better stuff with the, oh, this mission had to do with these things on this map. So here it is for reference for later. This is, again, evolutionary in its, in its thought process. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, it... it it's fun and it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work, but given right now with the whole isolation, the whole COVID thing, which hopefully everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, doing all of those things they got to do, then, you know, we're going to work out, you know, I get a chance to kind of work this out and get a, get a rhythm and a rhyme to it. Um, I still have to think about what I'm going to do for my crafting, crafting, thing tomorrow but i'm thinking given all this new knowledge i've gotten over the last 72 hours and it was really re making me rethink what how and why uh, that show might evolve a little bit too so we'll see how that goes but i have been making a lot of updates to the channel have been making a lot of updates to all the other channels to try and build a little better consistency across the brand so there is growth it's it's evolving but it's evolving slowly so maybe this is a case study for hey I'm, you know, I'm thinking of doing this and what are some of the trials and tribulations? Yes, there's a lot of knowledge like Alpha Gaming is uh, one of the ones I've been watching and uh, gaming careers. And it's like, the, it's like these guys have been in this space for a few years. So they're sharing their knowledge. Me, I'm sharing the learning curve as I as I climb it. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. Uh, yeah, I think we will. Kirby agrees. He's wide open over here. So. Now, yeah, Kirby's always agreeing. He just never shuts up. He's always got his mouth open. No, well, <laughs> I, I can't speak. But um, speaking of uh, Kirby and games, I am going all over the place with games. Oh, really? What have you? What do? What do you got? Outside of the Division Two, with you, um, is I did finally. Um, get an extra external on my ps4 and put a few games on there which includes the final fantasy 7 remake nice so only playing through that and that is a great trip of nostalgia but it is a true work of art when it comes to being remade because it's a it's a whole new game from the ground up both in story and in gaming mechanics because it's a it's a fusion of action rpg with spell casting so you're going through the fights like you know you're fighting but you can pause and you can set you know set certain spells attack with certain skills and if you're in a party you can switch between the party members or you can designate the party member to do a certain thing on a certain enemy etc etc cool so i haven't gotten too far in because what happens is i like to meander and do all the other stuff so i'm a, i am 
in a new main mission in a different part. So definitely going to keep it moving forward and keep it updated on that game. And also, I downloaded um, Journey and started playing that on the PS4, which is a very, um, speaking of those meditative kind of games, back from a segment from last week, that's what it feels like. You're just kind of going along, and it's a very visual visual storytelling game. There is no dialogue. There's no vocals. It's all done. It, the story is told through visuals. So you get to points in the game where they're filling in this like mosaic art thing, and it's telling the story from section to section. Okay. So, and all you know, you're this character, you're trying to fill in the blanks of this story, and you're navigating to this light. And that's it. But there's different, you know, puzzles to solve. There's different things that you interact with, but, you know, nobody tells you anything. You just kind of figure it out through visual cues. So that's gotcha. definitely a fun game. And outside of Division 2 on the Xbox, I did dabble in um, Fantasy Star Online 2 because it's on the Xbox One now. So it's another RPG. I'm going to take a dab and stab at it. So created my character, did a couple missions, and we'll go through it a little bit more. See if I will keep going with it. Sweet. And Days Gone is coming. I didn't saw it. <laughs> that might be a fourth game. Fourth game? Okay. Well, you know, if you get to it, you get to it. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much it on the gaming front. Yeah. Um, and then we're about 45 minutes in, give or take. Yeah. Um, had a lot of interest. It kind of went over there. Just kind of, you know, that's this whole thing. It's conversational. We kind of just hang out and talk about things. Um, so let's go through a couple of things on our article list to pick from. Um, let's start off with what you alluded to with HBO Max, and that is uh, the new show J.J. Abrams is working on with HBO Max. Oh, yeah. So J.J. Uh, Abrams has been uh, hired by the people at Warner Media, uh, a struck a deal to do a Justice League Dark TV show on HBO Max exclusively. I'm I'm okay. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this. I did watch. I watched the anime version or the anime story of Justice League Dark, and I thought it was really good. And there's a new one that just came out. It's a. It's like Justice League Apocalypse, where the you have to do where you have the Dark Crew going up against a, a um, Dark Side. So, but I I just like the character of John Constantine. I like that whole mysticism side of the DC uh, universe in terms yeah. of those characters. I find they're very, very fascinating. And just the personality, especially the personality of Constantine and the way that um, Mark, Mark Ryan or Mark Reynolds... The, the the actor who's been playing Constantine for the TV show and on Legends the way the way he does this character it's like this is that character this is John Constantine oh yeah and it's definitely this will be one of their one of the staple shows over on HBO Max plus being on a streaming service you have a lot more vocal room to you know expand content and showcase different things definitely but, definitely so and especially this is this is a this I think it's a big big plus because it does expand upon lore that uh, casual fans might not know about when it comes to DC comics. So, you know, it'll give them that exposure kind of like Marvel did with um, their TV shows on Netflix and some of the the movies like Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Doctor Strange, which are lesser known characters for, you know, the casual fans. So... I think this is a good win. It does expand the universe, and it does give a, a, a one-up with J.J. Abrams because it's one of three um, series that he's developing for HBO Max. All right, and uh, since we're going into that, bear with me. I've got a roadmap here. Um, Lead the way, Scuba. All right, we're gonna go from we're gonna jump from that to the fact that we word just came out. Not that anyone should really be over that surprised. But uh, Comic-Con for this year has been canceled, and it will return in 2021. Oh, yes. So uh, the the people at San Diego Comic-Con were holding out hope that they could possibly pull it out. But with how big that Comic-Con is, and that many people, especially at the height of what's going on right now, they felt it best to postpone it to next year. 
Yeah, so that's one of those that's one of those things. It's like you know what, I'm kind of I don't blame them, and especially because there was an article not too long ago, the mayor of L.A. saying that he doesn't feel he does they don't believe that there's going to be a lot of large grouping until at least 2021, which, given the state of things, is not that preposterous. It's not that preposterous, and it has nothing to do with what side of the spectrum you believe politically. It's just a matter of fact that once everything is in the clear, uh, I mentioned this last week, you're going to have a group that is going to be fine and going out, but majority of people are going to be hesitant. So especially when you have these large events, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're investing a lot of time, money, and manpower into these events. You're going to want to get recruit some kind of, um, you know, recruit something back from it. So if you're investing a lot, you're expecting twice as much back. So if you're not getting the people. That means you're not getting that money flow, and then it's just not going to have that same trickle-down effect. Plus, another reason I think this got postponed is that all all the big releases had big shows at Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. And with a lot of postponement of a lot of big titles, movie titles, and other things, they might not have had a lot of showcase items there. So even with it going on, technically, if it would have, probably would have not had a lot of, you know, big vendors there for people to see that's fair that's just a just just a just a glance at what else has been happening around oh yeah totally totally um yeah it's you know and the thing is, is i'm wondering is this is probably going to be a lot more content to go over when it gets in there so yeah. we'll see how and it, it may the show itself may change as a result of this yeah, it might, it might like a lot of things like those shows. It might, you know, evolve over a, a longer period of time. They might move it to a different area because, from what I've heard, word of mouth from people I know that have gone to it, they can. That's a very small convention center, and it's been growing every year. So, you know. Yeah, um, and we're gonna take that as the jump off to the last thing we'll talk about tonight, and that is we heard not too long ago that. The big show in Austin, South by Southwest, was canceled because it was one of the first major convention type things. Not the first, but it's definitely one of the bigger ones. I know it from a lot of content and maker type things, um, and there's a, there were a lot of people who would go to see that. And this is like, and this was a big thing because Austin, Texas, this is one of their biggest events in the city so there's a lot of revenue that's generated from all the people visiting for this event so yeah it's a it's a big money maker for austin and it's the first big showcase for a lot of indie film artists yes so a lot of those films start here and they make their way through Cannes and toronto film festival and all the big uh, sundance you know this is this is the starting point for a lot of those films on the film circuit so well, hurt them yeah it did and you found an interesting article and it looks like this is again proof that there is definitely an evolution and how this time at this at this point in te in in service providers is is not it, it, there's a lot of opportunity and that is south by southwest uh the video the movie slate is going to launch on prime video in a few days i think that it's like we're recording this on the 21st this yeah. This says it's going to come out on the 27th. That's huge because that is a whole, the whole market of Prime is going to get this. So these films are going to all not only get their kickoff as like they would do at South by Southwest, but now they're going to get far more exposure than they would have at just South by Southwest or so I think this is kind of cool as far as an evolutionary thing. I wonder if this is going to set a new bar. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think this is, a, this is a good window into melding the online streaming market with a festival circuit. Um, uh, from the article, they said it's going to be 39 films launched over uh, the days between April 27 and May 6. So That's a lot of films. That is a lot of films, and it does give more window for people to look at it that would not have been able to go to the festival but what this does is that it showcases that um it's going to have another avenue for um festivals to reach out 
when it comes to streaming not only like a festival like this with this mo mostly movie influence there's some musical acts but mostly movie influence but like for the big musical uh festivals like coachella or um um you know coachella or the one that happens here that's going to start happening or something in the water they'll give not only they could probably just not only have the people but also have like a live stream which could add even more revenue if people pay for the stream because like you said this has been showcased on amazon prime aka people that have paid for subscriptions for that prime will have access to this and they'll they'll evil they'll get put more eyes on films that some people would have never seen in the first place this this is goes to the epitome of like when people say this is a great film but the casual movie goer goer never hears or sees it because it's not in their movie theater this gives them another way to see all those other films and be able to have those conversation for the award circuit down at the end of the year. Mm, totally. So, so like um, just, just highlighting a quote in here um, from deadline um, Amazon studios head Jennifer sat said, uh, we understand every film has its own strategy and we know this opportunity may not make sense for every filmmaker. However, for those who want to share their stories right now with as many people as possible, we're excited to provide them this platform end quote. So I think it's it's a benefit. It'll showcase, you know, how festivals can reach out beyond those that come. But, you know, this is not going to take away from the festival atmosphere because the festival, even though this gives a platform for the films, there's a lot of other businesses that rely on that festivals within the town. Like you mentioned, Austin, this is their big event of the year. Yeah. So all those restaurants, all those, the hotels, the other shopping districts and businesses and other, you know, attractions in Austin uh, live off these people that come to town for this festival. So, and also just a tidbit, there's a Formula One track out in Austin. <laughs> well, I am, I am uh, doing my job hunting, so to speak. <laughs> Which hopefully I'll hear. I should have a new, should have a version of my resume, a uh, new version of my resume come in in the next couple of days. So I'm excited about that, and then oh, yeah. re revamping some more social media stuff. Um, yeah, wrap winding that down. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so moving into kind of wrapping stuff up, we're hitting right at that one hour mark, which is a good thing for the two of us. Um, uh, so rolling into some contact info, contact stuff, uh, we'll say before I flip it, uh, we'll say, flip this over to our contact stuff. New transition there. All right. Uh, yeah, not going to see our beautiful faces for this, but just, uh, for those listening in to hear our contact info, uh, did some, uh, did again, that whole evolutionary thing. Uh, there is now a Scuba Studio Twitter and a Scuba Studio Instagram. So if you look on both of those platforms for Scuba Studio, you will be able to find those, connect, and interact. And that's where we'll post updates for the studio stuff. Uh, if you want to follow me, Scuba, on Twitter specifically, you can find me at ScubaCod uh, on Twitter. Uh, Rye, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and my pretty face all over the place. Just send me a friend request. Thank you, Mr. Trav. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, of course, we have uh, all the various things to do. If you like the show, whatever, you could consider joining joining us on Patreon, uh, working on the some other things. Uh, always ha always looking forward for some support on this. Um, we're going to keep doing what we do and see as we evolve. So if you want to join on that ride or whatever appreciate it uh if you want to send us some feedback uh you could s send the feedback by be leaving comments in all the various places you get it or you could email us at scuba studio at gmail.com um we're gonna be so kind of rolling through that uh let's see gonna give some shout outs to uh, all the various places to make sure you let us know. We do have a Discord server. You could check us out on Discord. Notes will be in the uh, show notes as usual for contact info. Uh, shout out to Valgraza from Namagen Studios for our background image this week as well as the uh, logo. Um, 
And again, shout outs to Sirenscape for uh, letting us use their background music and uh, soundboards. It's always good to have hang out with them. Uh, should be hearing some more stuff as we go through. And I think with that, we are ready to call it. Uh, real quick tidbit on our schedule, uh, game schedule on Monday nights. The podcast records live on Tuesdays. And Wednesday is typically a crafting or dungeon crafting related thing because I'm still trying to get into more of the tabletop. Still working out a plan for a D&D podcast, D&D show, uh, themed show, but we're kind of working some out. Some of this evolution is kind of moving toward that. Um, is there anything else you want to jump out on there and say, Ryan? Uh, um, just uh, keep watching, sharing, uh, tell all your friends. Uh, we like to talk and discuss movies, games, news items, and the entertainment. Maybe some odds and ends here and there. Alrighty. Well, with that, y'all stay safe. Have a good week, and we will catch you on our next one. Peace.